We're going to be in First Chronicles. We'll be in a few places uh, this evening. First Chronicles, I want to focus on a phrase in, in uh, a few of these verses that it's important to be known. There ought to be some integrity about you. There ought to be some strength about you. Here you have in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, let's look in verse 22. The Bible says, For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host like the host of God. I mean, by the tens of thousands of people out of every tribe you read here, they just came from everywhere. Um, let's look in verse 33. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, 50,000 which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. And uh, you read of Nephtali, 37,000 expert in spear. These were men that were able to fight. They were very skilled. You know, and to get to that point, you didn't just, it didn't happen the next morning. Uh, these were people who gave their life. They, they practiced. They uh, lived for it. Uh, it was who they were. And then after all that, they came and were willing to help uh, David, who just became king, um, to build something greater that God was doing. And they knew God was doing it. And they wanted to be a part of that. Uh, they wanted in on that. They were willing to sacrifice I know people that um, maybe they had a, I know one person specifically, uh, they left, they were part of a little church, they were doing a great work, they left the little church because they wanted to be part of something bigger. And uh, I said, why did you do that? That, you know, that little church really depended on you, really counted on you, the, the kids there really depended on you. And uh, they said, well, we want it more for our children. And they didn't want to sacrifice uh, for others. That's the way I saw it. And because someone has to sacrifice. Somebody has to give. Somebody has to start in order to have for the next generation. Else nobody. There will come a time where uh, if everybody doesn't want to work in the field and everybody just wants to eat of what was harvested already, eventually that food runs out. And what you're left with is a generation that is starving because nothing was planted because everybody was feasting. Somebody has to say, I'm going to sacrifice. And the Bible says, there's a, a rule in the Bible, don't muzzle the ox that, uh, that treads the corn. You, God will provide for you. God will feed you. He, he, he will be your provider. He will be your sustainer. When you learn to tap into those uh, precious assets that God has available uh, to all those that are faithful in Christ. Now, these people, these men, they gathered together to David and they already were experts. They already were uh, of value to be used and ready for the honor and glory of God. The Bible says in verse 33, they could keep rank. Uh, that means... They were able to stand there against the enemy in a line 
uh, when the battle was facing them, they could keep rank. There's men who lose their heart and are scared. They might be there, but if they're full of fear, when God told Gideon, if, the, if your men are fearful, have them leave. Uh, if they're full of fear, they're, they're of no good. They can't make sober decisions in life. They can't, uh, in, when time comes, when the enemy comes, they're not going to be able to withstand in that evil day. These men were able to keep rank. They got to the point where they sacrificed. They spent time. Uh, they went through it already. They went through the trials. They didn't quit. Some of them quit, but they got back up. They were able to tell the story to others. Listen, don't quit. I already I did, but I got back in it. Wherever they came from, wherever they were, they were here. They've gone through it. They were strengthened. They were strong. They were able to keep rank. And the Bible says in 33, they were not of double heart. They didn't have in the back of their heart, you know, if something happens, I'm gone. If God doesn't come through, I'm out of here. I'm going to quit. If you give your flesh a way out, it will, by default, always take that way out. You got to cut those ropes and don't give it any room, any way out. Uh, we always will take the easiest way out. Uh, but these men were not of double heart. They never took the easier way out. They faced the hard first and expected it to be easier possibly later on. When you do the hardest things first, and then it will get easier. Amen. Let's open a prayer. Father, thank you, Lord. I pray you help us all, Lord, uh, to be able to keep rank, be able to stand there um, in these last days and not quit, uh, not be full of fear, uh, be willing to trust in the armor of God and uh, whatever comes our way, Lord, uh, to stand strong. Lord, thank you for these men here who you recorded uh, for our example. We can look back and say, uh, these men, uh, they did this. Uh, you built in them the quality, and you can do it with us as well. And I pray, Lord, you'll do that for every man and woman here in this room. Bless us, I pray, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Uh, they could keep rank. They could keep rank. Uh, they weren't tested at this point. They already were able. And, you know, we, we want to be used by God, but you need to, uh, first, number one, you got to be faithful in your life as of this moment. You have to be faithful, faithful in the small things. Uh, let's go over to 2 Timothy. Second Timothy two verse one. Paul talks about Timothy. He says uh, about his mother, his mother's face, uh, faith, and his grandmother's faith. He had a strong mom. He had a strong grandmom. 
Thank God for strong mothers, amen, strong grandmothers, praying. For, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And that grace is there. Listen, sometimes you think you, you're gone, and you can only go, you say, I'm, I'm gone, I'm done. Lord, I'm done, right? Uh, and next thing you know, you're back. How'd you get back? God's grace. You couldn't go as far as you thought you could, could you? It's like a leash. God's grace is a leash. Go ahead. Try to get away. God's grace is there. Don't lose the picture of God's. It's not your righteousness. It's God's grace. It's amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And the things that thou hast heard, verse 2, of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. It doesn't say commit to unfaithful men to help them be faithful. It doesn't say, listen, take, take some people um, and try to instill in them faithfulness. Faithfulness is an attribute that you need to have already. Be faithful at what you can do. Yeah, but I'm not doing anything for the Lord. Be faithful at what you can do every day for God. Can you be reading the Bible every day? You can do that. Can, what can you do for God? What can you do to get closer to God? There's some people on the, on, on the rank that would say, the rank is, is the line of soldiers. And they, you stood there. You weren't moving. And any, anyone that was out, it left gaps, and men would have to close rank in. And the fewer the men, the, the more spread out the line will be. The more the men, the tighter the rank would be. The more you have, the better. One sustains another. But you can't look to the guy on the right and say, hey, if I had a shield like that, man, that, that shield is nice and big. That would uh, be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked, right? Yeah, but that shield also is 100 pounds more heavier than yours. You're not even strong enough to carry that shield. You know, sometimes we look at what others uh, have, but you're not able to even have those things. Why? Because God has to build you up in certain areas. That's why you need to be faithful. Some, some people, want uh, they're single, they want to be married. But yeah, but you can't handle a spouse. You can't even handle yourself. You can't handle a spouse. You need to get faithful now so you can handle the things God wants to give you. Amen. God wants to give you all the unsearchable riches of glory. He, he, he knows it, most of it will destroy you if he gave it to you. Uh, but he still wants to prep you, enable you, strengthen you uh, for the battles ahead. Devil's not going to uh, let you go. God blesses you an ounce. The devil's going to come at you more. Anyone who's been at it for a little bit knows the devil attacks, and he attacks in a sneaky way. And you have to be prepared for these things, and God wants to prepare you. God gives you times of grace. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm off today. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to watch TV all day. Man, you should be spending time with God. Why? Because tomorrow is a battle. You got, here God gave you a little rest, and you 
squandered it on your, on your flesh. When a battle lies ahead and then you're going to be crying out, Lord, I'm not ready for this yet because you didn't get ready. You got to get ready. You got to uh, spend time to prepare. These men that came, they were prepared. They were ready. They spent the time. They weren't uh, up playing video games all night. Uh, they weren't going around town uh, doing nothing. They were preparing for battle. And they were expert in war, ready to fight. Fighting who? Just ready. They were ready. They were able to keep rank. Maybe some of them didn't even know what rank was, but they were able. They were prepared. Sometimes we don't know what God has planned for us. Oftentimes we don't. I remember I picked up a lady for church. We were going you know, to our sending church, and we would, we would pick up anybody. We would try to get all people in the church. Uh, I had a, a full-time job I worked, and no matter what, I'd, I'd get home at 6.15 at night on a Wednesday night, begging my boss to get out early. We had this beat-up Honda driving around the hood, picking people up. Hurry up, get in the car, get in the car, we're going to be late, get in the late. Uh, and then, <laughs> oil coming in through the vents, windows didn't roll down. I was soaked and wet. Our church didn't even have air conditioning or anything, and it, I was just drenched. Uh, I would throw a suit on with um, dust all in my eyelashes and concrete in my fingernails and so forth, and but guess what? I look back and say, Lord, I don't know how I did it. By the grace of God, we did it. Um, but what did it do? It prepared me. Now it's a little easier. I don't have to do all those things, but God's got other things for me to do. He prepares you for the battles ahead. And if you could take care of those things, he knows you can take care of other things. But if you can't do the things that God wants you to do now, how can, you, how can he give you more things? If you can't handle the things that he gave you now, you certainly will not be ready to handle uh, the things later on. You say, but yeah, but sure I can handle. Sure I can handle those things. I can be a pastor. I can. You do not know the enemy. The second you get in position on the front line, the enemy sends such attacks that you can't even dream about. I never knew, I've heard, I never knew till when I became pastor. The things, uh, the attacks are so great. It comes with the position, though. Certainly does. And the enemy is about. You might think you can do the position, but you can if you allow God to build you up and strengthen you. And he wants to give you all the riches and glory uh, if you prepare yourself now for those things. And the things that thou hast heard of many, among many witnesses, the same commit thou, uh, not to unfaithful men, uh, but to faithful, who shall be able to teach others also. For yourself, no, for others. Um, God just wants to have you be a servant. That's my job. I'm here to serve you God's word right now. That's all I do. I'm going to spend my time listening to God, reading God's word, praying for you, just to serve you what he gave me. That's all. To serve. After church, maybe I'll pick up fingernails and trash in the pews, right? Pick up cigarette butts off the sidewalk. Plunge a toilet. Whatever's got to be done. We're going to do it. Commit to faithful men. These men were able to keep rank. They were already able 
Verse 38 of First Chronicles 12, the Bible says, All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron to make David king over all Israel. And all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. You had, they were not of double heart, but they were of a perfect heart. They were just settled in their heart. By God's grace, I'll go. I don't got the strength, but I know God will work it out. I can't figure it out financially, but I know God will provide. Doesn't make sense why I'm running myself thin, but God sure shows me his blessing, and he makes it all worth it. And you got to settle these things in your heart to get you ready so that you can keep rank. Because when you see the enemy, most of the enemy, all they do is put doubt in your mind. You can't stand. You're not ready. What are you doing there? The army is greater than you. Sometimes you'll want to run, but God's grace holds you back. When you see your commander-in-chief walking by on his white horse, you say, he's greater than everyone. I'm staying. When you know Jesus is near, you settled in your heart. I'm staying. When the commander dies, when the shepherd gets smitten, the sheep scatter, but Jesus never leaves. And your faith and trust is in him. They could keep rank. They could keep it. They were able to keep it. Are you able uh, to keep what God's assigned position for you today? Are you ready? Are you prepared to keep rank? Do you have a double heart? The Bible says a um, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When you have a double-mindedness to you, down deep, way deep in your heart, there is something about you that would make you back out. You're a waste in your life if if, if you have that tonight. You're a waste in your life. Because you're going to be unstable in all your ways. There will be never any stability about you. You can never be faithful. You're going to be like water. Just splattered. But God wants to see you being able to keep rank. To be faithful. Double heart. God wants you to have a perfect heart. You know, what we do is based on in our heart. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Oftentimes we do the things we do because it's already made up in our heart to do those things. Satan put in the heart of Judas to betray him. Judas had an open heart to everything. We've got to have a closed heart for the Lord. Lord, just you alone, that's it. Anything that's not a Christ, I don't want to hear it. 
Anything that's not of God's will, I don't want to do it. My heart is settled. And when you have that, now you're able. That's only the beginning. Now you have a strength about you. And that strength is going to drive you to be faithful. And that faithfulness is going to drive you uh, to get stronger. There's no easy way to learn an instrument. Kayla, she, uh, she plays the piano. And she plays by ear. She could just go ahead and play. Uh, but she'll be home practicing for hours and hours and hours and hours. And she enjoys it. And then she'll come to church. Yeah, I could play that. But she just practices and practices and practices and practices and practices. There's no easy way. Uh, you can study an instrument all your life, but if you never pick it up, you, you could have a degree in violin, but if you never pick the thing up, you might not know how to play even a string. You can name all the notes and parts of it, but you got to get your hands in. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to get in with serving God. We want people to get saved. We want our loved ones to get saved. You got to tell them, you got to open your mouth. It's nice to hand out a track, but the Bible says you got to preach the gospel. Tracks are good uh, conversation breakers, or whatever, however you want to call it. Um, hey, can I give you something to read? Amen. That's the starter. This tells you about if, when you die, uh, where you're going to spend eternity. If you're not sure, the Bible says you can know. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Only by the Lord Jesus Christ can you be saved. We've got to open our mouths. We've got to get our hands dirty. These men uh, had working hands, dirty hands, if you would. They were already equipped and ready, able to fight. And they could keep rank. And they get taken out. They weren't looking at others. Their position was their position. Are you able to keep rank? Are you able to keep rank uh, for one another? Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to close. Galatians chapter 6. The Bible says, uh, we're going to start in verse 5, but we're going to go back to 1. For every man shall bear his own burden. Now, this doesn't mean you can't help people. This doesn't mean you're not there for one another, because look at verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, let's also be tempted. What the word of God is saying here, let's read in verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 2 says, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. Verse 5 says, every man shall bear his own burden. What is the Bible talking about? Verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Verse 4 explains it. But let every man prove his own work. 
and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Your fruit is going to speak for itself. Uh, you don't have, the Bible says, every man proclaimeth his own goodness, but a faithful, this verse struck me hard. This struck me down pretty much, I'll be honest with you. Every man proclaimeth his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. That means if you brag about your own self, it's an attribute of being unfaithful. Wow. Every man proclaimeth his own goodness. That means if you have to try to uh, defend yourself, you don't need to defend yourself. Let your fruit speak for itself. Hey, Pastor Phil, you, you don't know the Bible. I've had people tell me that. Hey, listen, amen. I need to learn it. If I do, I do. I don't, I don't. But I want, I want to know it. Amen. I don't need that. Yes, I do. What are you talking about? I, I read my Bible. I don't need to do any of that. I've got to convince them. I don't need to convince anybody. I need to be, if anything, humbled and say, Lord, I need to know the Bible more. I need to know your word more. We don't need to defend ourselves. Let your fruit speak for itself. But I don't got any fruit. Oh, got to get moving. God wants to have you bring forth fruit. Verse 1, if we do see our brother or sister hurting and, and falling, you're to help bring them up and you're to help restore them in the spirit of meekness. That means you got to spend time with them. That means you got to love them. Restoration process. Too many people, they fall, and this is the first. This is the first thing they say. I knew they were going to fall. I knew it. I knew they were involved with that. You knew that? Were you praying for them? Were you praying they wouldn't fall? Sounds like you're excited that you found out. Right? That's our, that's our fleshly attitude. That's probably why they did fall. They had no love from you in the beginning. It was all accusation. They can't live up to that. They can't live up to your standards. We can't live up to anyone's standards. I can't even live up to my standards. It's true. The things that I want to do, I don't, the Bible says. And the things that I don't want to do, I'll never do that. Those are the things that I do. We can't live up to our own standards. I certainly can't live up to yours. We set, our, we set high standards for each other. If you don't perform like this, I'm out of here. Right. But God has our own position. It's called rank. You need to keep your rank. Decide to keep your rank. And if somebody's hurting next to you, come on, keep on going. Keep on going. They're not there because they're just anyone. They're there because they could keep rank also, and you need to help them do that sometimes. We all get weak. We all get uh, tired, and our knees start buckling, and we want to give up. But God sends somebody along. Say, hey, come on, you can keep going. 
I'll be there tomorrow. I, I got strength today, but I'll be tired tomorrow. Bear you one another's burdens. That's what that means. And so fulfill the law of Christ. That's what Christ wants us to do. Be there for one another. Help one another. Love one another. Love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't ever think, verse 3, ever think of yourself as something. You deceive yourself. Just let your fruit, verse 4, speak for itself. Let your fruit speak for itself. If you're faithful, you don't have to prove you're faithful. Fruit of faithfulness just comes out. I thank God for, man, there's people in this church. People I can depend on. People I can, I know they're always going to be there. Like clockwork. Just as the sun comes up, I know they're going to be there. I can start mentioning them. But God wants you to be that. The Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth. How many had a toothache before? Oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, try to eat. It's not important. I can still work and all. Yeah, eventually, when you go to bite on something, confidence in an unfaithful man, when you go ahead and try to depend on that person, ah, oh, Ah, they let you down. They're unfaithful. They're unfaithful. They're there. A little pain here and there. But they cause more pain when you need them most. It's like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. When you're sitting down, everything's peaceful, it's fine. When you go ahead and oh, my foot, it's out of joint. Any type of pressure from eating or stepping, that's where the pain starts. Dependency on unfaithful people. You can't do it. God looks down and says, I just look for a man to be faithful, a woman to be faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. What do you got to do to be faithful? What's faithful? Perfect? No. What's faithful? You got to do everything right. Be the most amazing person. No. What's faithful? How do I be a faithful Christian? Who declares me a faithful Christian? Oh, you're an unfaithful Christian. How's that? Who says I'm faithful or unfaithful? Jesus. Well done now, good and faithful servant. How am I faithful? Just keep on looking up. Lord, I'm here for you. They came to David. David, I've been training. I've actually never fought in a battle. But I'm here. I'm ready. David said, amen. What a great host. The Bible says the host, the men came like the host of God, just surrounding them, ready to build something great for God. They were able to keep rank. They weren't of double heart. They were a perfect heart. Ready and able. Are you ready and able for God to use you? Can you keep rank? Your position, what God assigns to you. Sure, there are greater positions than others. Ones with more responsibility. That's all that means. Every position is important. Some require more responsibility. 
Some had to be built up in more faith, more prayer, more calling from God. But one day you might be in that position. Everything starts somewhere. And if you are faithful in that which is least, God says you already are faithful in that which is most. Can God depend on you? Can God say, hey, hey, brother Mark, I need you. God, I'm busy. Go away. I'm too, I'm too busy right now. Can God call, come down and call your name and depend on you? Or are you a broken tooth or a foot out of joint? God wants to use you. God wants to depend on you. Are you able to keep rank today? Are you able to stand your ground and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm going to be faithful. I'm not all that. I might not be as skilled as the other fighters, but I'm here and I'm able and I'm willing and I'll be faithful. That's all God asks. And together, together, I'm here. I can never be here and here at the same time. You say, but I'm not as good as the person next to me. The person next to you can't fill your shoes. There's nobody more important than you. Don't listen to the enemy. That's one of the biggest tricks is deception. You're not important. God can't use you. Nobody can fill your shoes. Nobody. Nobody. If you can't handle that deception, try moving up. The attacks get greater and greater and greater and greater and greater. What will take you out? Or will you keep rank? Will your shoes be there? I'm not moving. Devil, I'm not going anywhere. He can't touch you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He will only try to get you to leave. But there's Christians that say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm preparing and planning to stay. God use me, and he will. The tax are great, but the blessings are greater. Spoil goes to the victor. And we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you now. Father, we all need grace and help and strength, Lord, for this. There is nobody exempt. Every position has its battle. Every position, Lord, has the attacks. Every position, every shoes, Lord, filled will be attacked. And we all need the same grace. We all need that strength. Lord, but it's available to those who want it. I pray that we would all want it tonight. That we would settle it in our heart. Help us not to be double-hearted. Help us not to fear, but help us to have faith. Be willing to stand for you and keep rank. Lord, I pray you bless each and every one here. May we all look to our great commander-in-chief, the Lord Jesus Christ, as our sustainer, provider, protector. And Lord, may we do our part for him. Thank you for being with us. I pray, Lord, in this hour, you just continue to speak to our hearts. 
Give us strength, Lord, and grace to stand in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's all stand. God spoke to your heart. We're going to have a basic invitation tonight. Ask God, Lord, I want to keep rank. I'm, Lord, let nothing take me out of the battle. Let nothing take me out of the fight. I want my shoes to stay there. No matter what comes, no matter what attacks it may be, Lord, I don't want to leave. I'm going to settle in my heart. I did have a back door of escape, but I'm going to settle in my heart tonight. I am not going to be double-hearted. I want to have a perfect heart. I want to be blessed. I want God to count on me. Lord, I am here. If you want God to count on you, you want God to say, you are faithful, my servant. Raise your hand. Put your hand up. If God, Lord, I am here. I want to be faithful. I want to have a perfect heart. I see all those hands. God bless you. I want to have a perfect heart, Lord. I don't want to be considered unfaithful. I want to be ready for when God calls on me, whatever it may be, God, use me. you're at. Nobody can fill your spot. We have a cook-off on Saturday. <laughs> We're excited. You know, how many, you know how much meat is going to be out there? <laughs> there is going to be, some of the guys bought steaks, roasts, loins. I mean, there are some men going all out. Amen. And they are cooking a lot of it. Uh, make sure you are here. Come and enjoy this church fellowship. Yeah, it's going to be a feast. Uh, and all ladies, all the side dishes. If you, if you, it is not too late to sign up if you want to be a part of it. Uh, please sign up. If you still want to be a part of it, all the judging will be done on Saturday. But if you want to bring something and you don't want to judge, 
just bring it anyway, amen, desserts and so forth, um, or even a side dish or a meat. If you just want to come and eat, please do. There's going to be plenty of food, and that's what it's for. It's not for competition. It's just for fellowship. But it's good to have some competition once in a while. Amen? Amen. Makes it fun. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh, Brother Johnny, would you come up and close us in prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this message today. Thank you that we can meet with our brothers and our sisters this week. Lord, uh, we can't make it through a day without your blessing. So bless us, Lord, continually throughout the week. Lord, take care of my brothers, my sisters here. Lord, as we convene this Saturday and Sunday, bless all the work that has to be done on uh, Friday. Keep the weather good and everyone safe. We give you praise. Get everyone home safely tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Getting the roof done on Monday. The whole church roof is getting torn off and redone. Uh, so praise God for that.